Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no, read image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody. Hello. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the, your, Geek Chat. the Geek Chat, your your weekly, weekly dose of geeky goodness. I am your host, Desmond, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Hello, Rich here. Yes. So yeah. thank you again for tuning in. <laughs> thank you again for tuning in. Um, we are here, and we are going to talk about comic books. We really? are here. Yes, we are here every Monday from every Monday. 6 to 7 on MixLR. Um, if you can't make it. That's, we understand people are busy, um, but you can also uh, stream this tomorrow. Where after after two o'clock, generally after two o'clock on SoundCloud. Ooh. Just search the Geek Chat on SoundCloud. Make sure you put the in. Make sure you put the in, and you can uh, also stream this on Stitcher. If you are you know not part of the iHive, you can you can download on Stitcher or stream on Stitcher, and you can also download on iTunes. Again, search the Geek Chat. Um, if you want to come and comment ab about it, you can comment in the in the uh, MixLR, uh, and you can come to our Facebook group, the Geek Chat, the Geek Chat Facebook group, and you can tell us what you've been reading. Uh, we have a pretty robust, uh, almost up to hundred members, uh, and we, you know, we're, uh, and. and we're very, uh, we're, we're very happy. We're very happy, and we, and we post a lot. Um, Want to give a couple quick shout outs to our sponsors. First sponsor is Club Card, located here in San Francisco. If you see any posters or palm pile, palm, uh, oh, palm, 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 palm cards or anything like that, <laughs> uh, we get them from uh, Club Card. You can go to Club Card SF, uh, do a search, Google search forum here in San Francisco. Fantastic place. Um, also, want to thank uh, Terry Miller who is our mistress of the mix board. Mm. She, uh, all those beautiful sounds you hear of, of that we do is that's from her. So thank you so much, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Uh, she does all of our sounds, all of them, all of them. And, uh, want to thank, uh, Jean Gilmet. Jean Gilmet. Uh, he is our resident artist. And if you see those beautiful pictures of rich trying to kill me, thank you, Jean, for those. <laughs> thank you, Jean, for those. Um, you can check out his stuff on RLT Press, uh, and he also is a featured artist on uh, comic book resources, The Line is Drawn. So you can definitely check his stuff out there as well. The Line It Is Drawn. The Line That Is Drawn. No, The Line Is It Is. Oh my God, now you're screwing me up. The Line That Is Drawn. The Line It Is Drawn. The Line It Is Drawn. Yeah, I guess. Okay. And we're going to let you know. That's not CBR. Yeah, we're going to let you know that he will also be at a convention selling his wares. And we'll give you more information on that next that is week. The, uh, it'll be in uh, Portland, Oregon. It yep. is the Rose uh, Rose yep. Comic Convention. Something like that. Uh, but we'll get you some more information about that. It's going to be a fantastic comic book convention. And then uh, our last sponsor and someone that we owe a great deal of uh, love to is Whatever Comics here on the Castro. Uh, what's that address, Rich? 548 Castro Street, located between 18th and 19th in sunny San Francisco. And it is sunny today. It's it very is sunny nice. and windy. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, hey, if you're in the San Francisco area this weekend, you can definitely check out in uh, you can check out 
SF Zine Fest. They will be in uh, the Golden Gate Park. You can go to SF, uh, uh, sorry, zinefest.org, and you can take a look at that. If you want to, um, San Francisco right now does not have its own dedicated comic book convention anymore, nope. unfortunately. We lost him. Um, but we are... But we do have a fantastic um, indie scene for comics, and they commence once a year over in the um, – I can't remember the, the place right now, and I'm sorry about that. But you can go check them out at um, the zinefest.org uh, um, this Sunday from uh, – I think it's 11 to 6. And then coming up in October is the Ape Alternative Press Expo. 2015 in San Jose, California, October 3rd and 4th. You can head to www.alternativepressexpo.com for more information. Wow. So we we have a lot of stuff going on for you. Um, so because we split it up, we we're, Rich and I have been talking about, actually, we, we want to give as much time as we can to actually uh, reviewing comic books. So again, our .5 show, which will be uh, released this coming Thursday, is going to be mostly about what you're talking about on Facebook and stuff like that. And some other stuff. And some other stuff. But then this, uh, this uh, show is going to be uh, primarily reviewing comics. Um, and when the new season starts, uh, we're going to decide where we're going to put that in. Maybe a new show. Who knows? But anyway. And <laughs> let's hope that you all went and downloaded or streamed our first roundtable talking about continuity and comic books. Go check it out. Yes, a lot of people did. And uh, give us some feedback about that. Uh, we want to do those roundtables once a month. Um, and if you want to be a part of that roundtable, just go to the go to the Geek Chat Facebook group. Drop us a line and say you want to be a part of it. You do have to be in San Francisco at this point, um, at this time. But maybe we'll be able to um, to expand that. So, without further ado, let's get to some reviewing some comics. So, Rich, what comic did you uh, enjoy uh, this week? What are some of them, anyway? Let's start with something I told you to read. I didn't tell. I asked him politely to read. Okay, I told him. He told me. I told him. So, we're going to start uh, with... No? Uh, yeah, we can start with this one. I just think it's funny because like, you're just going to rub it in my face. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to start with DC Comics, believe it or not. Sinestro number 14, 299, written by. Eh, I should have looked this before I started talking, sorry. Written by Cullen Bunn, penciler is Robson Roca, inker is Jonathan. We're going to go with Galpian. Colorist is Jason Wright, and the letter was Dave Sharp. So, I've been enjoying Sinestro, and this is on the cover, they even put Sinestro Rising. Fear our might. Great jumping on point. What did you think? Because I've been loving this book. Okay. So just a little background. There are three books now that are specific to the Green Lantern um, characters and mythology. There is Sinestro Rising. There is the Lost Army, Green Green Lantern Corps, Lost Army. And then there is the Green Lantern book, each one starring a specific character or cast of characters. Uh, Sinestro is, you know, Sinestro, he is the main character, and it's about his legion, his legion of uh, fear lanterns. And then there is uh, Le- um, Legion Lost, Lost, Army. Almost, Lost Army, which is uh, led by Jon Stewart and his uh, group of displaced um, Green Lanterns. Yeah, it should be led by Guy. I think it's fine being led who by being led by John Stewart. Thank you, sir. And then we have the last one, which is uh, which is um, uh, the Green Lantern, which is Hal Jordan. That needs a bad, bad haircut and um, 
So we all have read them. Rich and I have read all three of them, and neither of us can really get behind Green Lantern. Just something about his look and the direction, you know, just not good. And we talked about it before in prior prior episodes. And uh, I really like Green uh, Lost um, Lost Army, and Rich doesn't really like it too much. And well, I'll read the next one to be honest. Um, I'll give it a shot. And I and I've been really you know fighting a little bit about um, reading the Sinestro book. Uh, reading the Sinestro book because I mean he's a villain, and it's just I understand villains can be fun to write and, and to read about, but I was just like because yeah, I really don't I really never liked his character. I have to tell you. You know, Colin Bunn has really made me a Sinestro believer. And what's weird is, is I started reading Sinestro right before the the Color War with um, the Black New Gods. Night. No, New oh, Gods. Oh, the New 52 version. The New 52 yes, version. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, Colin Bunn was writing that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of liking this guy. Um, and I stopped reading it after that event the ended. Crossover, the yeah. crossover ended. And now I started picking up again, you know, because Rich, Rich was hassling me. And I have to say, this is a really good book. If you want to see... And, and it's so weird because he, so there is a vacuum created with the with with the um, missing Green Lanterns. So Sinestro takes it upon himself to create um, a peacekeeping organization that is that is led or keeps its peace By through fear. fear. Yep. And I was like, what an interesting concept! It's like this weird dictatorship sort of thing, and. And and I really like I really like that it is an it is a um a jumping on point because he is recruiting for his his League of Lanterns and we get to see a new recruit so it very much is this weird this I mean it's an old trope you know of having you know a new person come in and then him seeing this new world through his eyes so that you know we are the reader and we get to learn how you know this all works but it really works well in this you know Bun uses his own daughter actually to teach us about this new, oh. so she's telling the new lantern stuff. So we get it from, you know, the lan the daughter Serenic is a yellow lantern now. So she is what her dad wanted and what she didn't want to be for so long. And I really cannot wait to see how they're going to reconcile that. Like I really, I really want to go back and read some of the uh, old issues now just to see how we got here because it just you know, very rarely do I really want to go back and read old issues because thinking okay I'm just going to pick it up and you know they kind of let you know what's going on but I really want to go back and read what happened and just to see like I don't know I, I just like I couldn't because Bun has has a habit of writing villains and trying to make them make their causes just he's really good at it he writes yeah. magneto um for whatever reason i couldn't get into Magneto. i think i think i couldn't get, get into magneto because of the art the art just didn't really sell it for me but this artwork in um in sinestro was really good yeah too. i gotta say he does so the the penciler again was robson roca and he does a couple two-page spreads just magnificently drawn the one two-page spread in the beginning of the book introduces you to a bunch of the new lanterns and if you know anything about the green lanterns they're made up of all sorts of different races of aliens and each has a distinctive look and he really pushes here you've got like a, a dinosaur dragon man you've got a beautiful woman which i can't wait to find out more you've got this weird like manta ray flying around 
and they all it all works on the cover is that the new god woman yes becca is still there is and she if is she a, 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 i know she gave him the ring but did she finally accept it yes see now i, have to, I definitely have to go back and read this now oh my gosh because I'm she if you notice uh through the book it really is showcasing the best of the best because we just had uh, a couple issues ago we went through and he uh he took out the weakest people because he wants the strongest for this army he's building. And something to mention, uh, the Manhunters are back and he's uh. building them this time. <laughs> and that right there puts fear into the yeah. heart. So that was one of the things that kind of like freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, he's bringing back the, the yes. freaking Manhunter. I was the, like, shouldn't he have known already? And the, they're all like yellow now. Yeah. I really wish it could. I really wish their outfits could have been a little bit distinguished, like various colors. Because they're like, I mean, they're they're a little bit because it's the same design. Mm -hmm. And you notice they're like this weird sort of Hitler salute to him mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's just, it's just creepy, but it's creepy in a good way. And he even says they're total tools for me to use. And just he's building up for this war. So the thing is, but which war? That's just it. The lanterns are gone. Who? What is this war he's building to? Does he? He already knew that the lanterns were going to disappear. So does he know something more about what's coming? Well, and, but but I like I like how his daughter says that we are all tools in yep. his. It's like she knows him so well. Yep. You know, I just he's yeah, building really a like stockpile of weapons and just crazy yeah weapons weapons can be people yep you know you gotta remember weapons can be people and this new lantern or the new yellow lantern with her power what she can do is she a girl i thought she was a boy oh i thought she was a girl she's this kind of uh very uh non-gendered uh alien does it i i really thought she was a girl <laughs> i don't know i can't remember you know but the alien the alien yeah i don't know i really so. i'm glad you liked it i'm glad you know we'll sit and we'll talk about this you know what i'm really glad about is dc has a book like this there even though they've totally changed green lantern and gotten rid of the lantern core on earth i'm glad that sinestro is still around because all the the reds gone the blues all the other colors are gone but we still have him doing what he does best being so, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to stay on DC, and okay. I, uh, we're going to talk about Cyborg. Oh, I didn't read it. Um, so I brought up Cyborg because, you know, it is written by by an African-American or a black artist. And writer. it is, uh, sorry, writer. And it is, uh, so I'll give you who, like, did everything. So yes. Cyborg. <clears throat> number two, two. Number two, 299. It is uh, the, uh, written by David F. Walker, uh, pencil sir Ivan Reese. Uh, Joe Prado, uh, Ray McCarthy, and Scott Hanna did the inks, and uh, Adriano Lucas is the colorist, and Rob Lay is the letterer. So yeah, this is a book about Victor Stone, Cyborg. It's written by. It is an African American character written by an African American writer, and it has a quality quality artist on it. Right? Oh, yeah, great artist. So, are people liking it? What do you think? Well, because <clears throat> I, I enjoy the book and I'll tell you why I enjoy the book. Okay. I enjoy the book because it works on a few different levels. Um, I thought the first, the first issue was very heavy handed in setting up the, um, the agitation between Victor or the aggression between Victor and his father. Yes. That has been established. Jeff Johns did it way back, um, uh, in the, in the, um, in the new 52 with the J, J, uh, JLA understood. Oh yeah. When he was first, when the, 
Exactly. His father, when, when he was first Dark made in the cyborg. Yes. You know, we know that his father is is a obsessed man with his work, and you know he did everything. You know, once his son was uh was hurt, he did everything in his power to try to make better, make him better. And so his father still sees Victor as um a a, a, a project, a project, and, a, and, and not a son, an anomaly that needs to be fixed. figured out and fixed and changed and whatever. And Victor just wants his dad. I get that, you know. Um, so this is a it's kind of an interesting story because, you know, you, you have this black character, you know, who has these weird uh, dad issues. So I don't really see that a lot. And I really liked that. You know, I think, again, again, it was heavy handed in the first book. But in this book, it uh, in this one, he downplayed it. And re- the, the story is starting to move about these aliens who are sort of tech hunters and they're absorbing tech in order to do something we're not aware of what it is and victor is still trying to find out his new powers or his new power sets or or, or the new things that are going on with his cybernetics i i like it i think the art again is spectacular i i like the um i just like the movement of it um i don't know I, i just think it's a really good book and things are starting to happen now i think people could have thought it was moving too slow a little bit that would be me Uh, but i i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed it rich well the first issue didn't wow me but i was supposed to though i'll give the second one a try on your um i'll give the second one a try and when the third one comes out i'll read that and we'll review that okay we'll see if it gets better so here's okay okay on the flip side then let's talk about justice league of america the one that's being hit by written by brian hitch okay so i that was the opposite for me like this the the jla follows a very very easy to follow structure yep you know the first issue they introduced the mystery. Who is Rao? What's going on? Who are these people bouncing through time? Why are there dead supermen? What's going on? Plop. You know, there there you go. That's there your you nugget. Go. The second thing is we get Rao. You know, the, well, Rao comes in at the end. And then the second issue is building. Second. The second, second. The second issue is building up Rao. Like, what's who is this, this, this deity who is supposed to be like this god figure who is offering, you know, to heal people. And, you know, heal the sick and, you know, do the religious stuff and everything like that. You know, all good things come at a price, right. so to speak. Um, and so, okay, okay. Second issue, build up. Build up and and um, build up and uh, moving the story forward. Who's What's going on? And then the third issue, we get the reveal. You know, not, not the reveal, but we get that something is going on that's not right. People so, have been displaced. What's going on? So we're talking about Justice League of America, number three. From DC Comics, it's a three ninety nine book. It is by Brian Hitch. He does the writing and the pencils. Inks are by Daniel Herenquiz. Henriquez. Henriquez. Colors by Alex Sinclair. Letters by Chris. This man's name always gets me. Alopoulos. Assist by. I wonder what assist means. Assist by Amened Turturro. Oh wow. Uh that's a lot of people. Okay, continue. I just wanted to get that out of the No, mind. no, that was it. I was just I was just I wanted to compare it because like I thought it's moving at the exact same pace that JLA is moving. What cyborg? Yeah. You know, I but that's the, why I don't understand. So the first issue of JLA for me, I read it and I was like, Oh, kind of interested. The first issue of Cyborg, I was like, 
mm, I really don't care. For me, mm-hmm. the reason that is, and I'll be totally honest with all you listeners out there, is I remember Cyborg the first time and his mm. accident. And when the thing came out of the portal at Star and, you know, it ate half of his body and his dad tried to save him. So for me, he's already had an origin. He didn't need another new origin, which the origin for me and this alien now trying to collect him and okay. Plural it's, aliens. It's yeah. Oh, aliens. I thought it was one race. Interdimensional aliens. Okay. Yeah. So uh for me I just was like, okay, don't care, don't need a new origin. I'll still read about him, you know, in other books. Whereas Justice League of America is told outside of continuity. And it's just a long-form story that he wants to tell. So annoying that it is told out of continuity, by the way. I'm okay with that. When you read it, you really, I feel at least, this is me, I feel like Hitch just wants to write write and draw these characters. One of the great things is in the first couple pages, it's about Green Lantern and Flash. And their costumes still look reminiscent of the old. And he had to draw in the lines to make it look like armor. I totally feel like he's just trying to tell a story... With characters he loves. So why couldn't this be an Elseworld story? They don't do Elseworld stories. That's why, why this couldn't is it be told, a graphic novel? Uh, that's not how they want to do it. I just, I was just like, this has no bearing on what's going on. But why this, can't you enjoy the story? No, no, no. It's not that I don't enjoy the story. I, I never said that. I just, I just thought that the, the 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 second issue was incredibly, incredibly boring. Yes. You know, it was because it was set up. I get that. You know, but I was just like, and uh, that's why I wanted you to try the number three. Uh, and I then really I really liked this number three. Like I read the number three, and it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to give away the ending of it, but but there was there was something that's going on and it's, a lot happens and it's and it's it's got to leave it's got a little bit of time travel going on and i'm just like it okay does. you know the thing i really liked about it is it hit on some social political ideas that are going on now i will agree the third issue did do that and i did i did like i did like that there was a part in it where um these people are out on the street they belong to a church and they're out on the street asking for donations to help these people and the young boy uh, makes a prayer to Rao, and Rao shows up. And Rao even says to them, you know, how much food do your pennies provide these people? How much is spent running your charities? And how much is given to them in long-term helps? And it really shows about what is... Here is a God that has shown up and is asking basically what a lot of people ask. Where is this money going? Are we trying to, you know, the one guy even says, we, we can't change underlying problems, just help relieve the symptoms. And I think maybe Brian Hitch is trying to say something to us as the reader. And then what he does, we can't do, I'll tell you that. I'm not going to ruin it. But it was really cool what he did for these people. It really hit a nerve for me that Rao is questioning humans. Because what's his, what is his, um, what does he get out of it? What is his ultimate price for doing all this? That's the story I'm interested in. Because well, we're going to find out. Exactly. <laughs> and like with Wonder Woman, she's stuck. And I love the fact that they're keeping, again, it is, they're keeping this continuity where she's still a god. But now she's taken out of the picture. And it's just, it's cool how all this league, they're getting splintered. And the other thing I really liked with Batman and Superman coming up, I really like the end where Clark and Bruce meet. And Bruce is like, um, you need to prove, you know, you need to prove it. Uh, well, he did kind of say, show he, me, show me I can believe. 
and Superman's like in around, he's like in you because yeah, yeah I, I have to agree. I have to agree because Batman is the consummate like cynic. pessimist and cynic, yep. and and Superman is the always the you know everything's gonna be great, you know puppy dog. And but that's so, what's missing from Superman now is the belief and the hope. And, I and think I, that's another reason why I liked it. I I do think that this is this version of the JSA is very reminiscent of the old JSA and the characters. Wow. JS, sorry, JL, J, I want, I want to be JLA, J, JSA, but JLA. Um, but again, I, I want to see, I want to see more words going. I, I'm, I'm still intrigued by it. Um, like what's going on with Wonder Woman? What's going on with the Flash? What's going on with Green Lantern? And you know, and I really liked how Bats called out Superman and was like, "Look, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of drinking the Kool Aid, yep. guy," and and what's going on so i i'll now, stay i'll stick with it I'll as stick for with the it. art i love so some of the panels are just simply gorgeous when when green lantern and flash are fighting the troops and the way that themiscira or no was it it was olympus it was olympus is drawn in the sky and then we get to batman and for some reason batman's cowl and his nose was way too long and it made his face look weird so the art was very strong until we drew Batman, and Batman just looked, his face was upped up, just really weird looking. <laughs> and then the pose was Superman, just, I don't see Superman flying in this weird, otherwise, the art is very strong. Talk how about do you art. know? Can you fly? It how, looked awkward. How do you know? <laughs> that, maybe that's how Superman flies, okay? You know, yeah, maybe. He flies with his legs behind each other. Yeah, this is weird. But three books we've just talked about has stellar art so art you know they've got some really strong stuff coming out it, that's that's always the weirdest thing i don't think dc ever has struggled for for artists or or talent like that it's just the way they're constricting yeah it's just it seems like it just seems like this is just not we're going to talk more about this uh in the in the point five so stay tuned i know some of our listeners are going to like that because someone had posted in the um so the little preview of the point five someone had posted you know what when i when i fell out of love with dc i think that's what it was mm-hmm. you know so we're gonna talk a little bit about that um but you've got one more one more dc i have book one listeners. more dc book um that i think is just fantastic and i, I forgot to read and it. i really wish that people would would really get on it because this is a great it should have been vertigo yep we but we i agree should have it been is vertigo. a quality quality book and if you're into politics at all and we have a we have a whole bunch of you know political stuff going on uh prez is has been fantastic um it is the issue three came out it is 2.99 it is written by mark russell uh, the pencil penciler and cover artist is ben uh cladwell Caldwell. Caldwell, thank you. Uh, the inker is Mark Morales. The colorist is Jeremy Lawson. And the letterer is Travis Lanham. And yes, Corndog Girl has been elected. Uh, oh, spoiler alert. I didn't read it yet. Well, that's the, the book is know, about her Prez. becoming president. But it's, but it's basically it's about her changing the country. And it's about her picking her cabinet. And she picks all these people that are not controlled by the man or anything so her like, like her science advisor is a is a uh uh neil degrasse tyson character <laughs> and they named um it was it's just it's just an interesting story if you're at, at all like politics no superheroics at all in it it's just a really telling story about 
up how janked up politics are. Yeah, and, and how they might be in the future. You know, they don't really give a they don't give a date as to when this takes place, but it just like some of these things might might come to fruition and i think uh they've they've interspliced it with another guy a wage worker type type character and i wonder what's going to happen with him and it was just it's just a very interesting book again if you like politics if you like something that is outside of the norm you will enjoy this book the art is really good it's kind of indie-esque um it's just a really good book i and I don't really like politics that much, but how it's being portrayed in this book is is just really, really good. I can honestly see this being a TV series. I can honestly see this being like a Netflix thing or something. You know, if you can get if you can get past the cynicism of 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 um of how some of the you know people are portrayed, it's really it's really good. So a little background on this. When DC started its initiative, DCU, they said, every book's going to get 12 issues. Every book. Even these, even the ones that are really failing. They're yeah, like, they, every book. They pumped the brakes on that one. And then not even, was it a week? Not even after that number one came out, they're like, oh, it's I only going to be six issues. And I think it was like two weeks after. And then people were all mad. And then DC clarified, okay, well, wait. It's going to be two six-issue minis. But they're not telling us when the second half will come out. So we definitely know it's going to be at least go six issues. And the way DC does their trades, you're probably not going to get that first trade until the second issues, oh the God. second six have come out. So there's no catching up. Um, don't tell me that. That is so sad. Uh, that we're going to talk about on an episode too. We, I don't know if we're going to do a roundtable on this, or, but we got to talk. We got to let people know the way trades come out and how it needs to change. Um, especially if they're going to adopt, especially if they're going to try to adopt an image style, um, an image style mm -hmm. of, of, uh, of publishing, because I think that that might be a good idea, you know? Oh yeah. If people could pick this six issues up and, and use this as a testing ground for the next six issues, which probably is going to be more into her candidacy at the way they're going. No, not again. Well, it's going to be her actually running. She, she's already done. She's already in this issue. She she actually takes the oath of office and oh, becomes cool. president. Yeah, there's a pretty. So let's just say some people are really on her side and are protecting her, which is really really cool. All right. So you, you know should, what? You should really pick it up. You should really read it. As, as cynical as you are, Rich, you probably should read. Well, this. I read the first two. I just kind of forgot to read that today. It was so. really good. Okay. I don't know. It was just really good. So, um, All right, Rich. So what do you want to talk about now? I want to talk about a little book from Marvel called... As you, as you can tell, we're moving into like Marvel and DC now because we gave Image so much love. <laughs> yes. We, uh, we do have two. No, we have three uh, indie books that we'll cover. We got to leave a little time at the end, but I really want to talk about Secret Wars. So the week coming up, this week we're in right now, there are a ton of great Secret Wars books coming out. I'm really looking forward to. And then after last week's batch, this I'm just loving it. I'm loving this event. This has been one of the most successful Marvel events I've ever seen. And then they go just fuck it up by making it late. Uh, uh, okay, uh, no, no, we're, we're it was almost it was almost perfect Marvel. Almost yes, perfect. almost, almost. So Marvel Zombies number three. Written by Simon Spurrier. Artist is Kev Walker. The inker from pages 6 to 15 
was Jason Gordner. I don't know who did one through five. Color effects was Guru EFX. Letterer and production is VCs Clayton Cowles. That man gets a lot of work. That he does. So, once again, Eliza Bloodstone needs her own book in the new... I almost said the new 52. <laughs> the all-new, all-different Marvel, whatever they're going to call it. Um, yeah. What, what, what did you think? What did you think first? I really like this book. So, it is about her basically taking care of this little, which we find out, girl. And... She keeps thinking about what her dad said. So now she is in the position to care for a child. And the only thing she has to go by is what her messed up father said. And all the things he taught her. About killing. Uh, about everything. Yeah, about survival. But, uh, yeah, I think survival is better. It's about everything that about survival. Correct. Everything about survival. So you have this woman who is thrown into the deadlands. Now she has to take care of this child, but why? And in it, she, she does not, clearly she does not like this girl. <laughs> and no. she makes it well known. Mm -hmm. But the bloodstone around her neck is very strong when this little girl's around. And she uses powers and she kicks tons of zombie ass. And then she gets to the end. And she she finds out who the person that's been kind of helping her, kind of hunting her, is. And she also sees a row of what do they call it? Dimensional. Just they're dead, basically dead variations of her. Dead variations of her. And then you the the end, the very last panel gets revealed, and it's you'll have to read it to find out. But that said, three issues in. I want more of this. I know that when uh, Secret Wars ends, it's going to be eight months later. So the Deadlands aren't going to be around. I want to see more of this team writing her hunting monsters, hunting weird things that go bump in the night for Marvel. I would agree. I really have enjoyed her characterization. But I want I, this team. Yes. Yes. Um, I just have really been enjoying her characterization again. Um, she is the strong, tough as nails and she's trying to reckon. She's really trying to reconcile like her upbringing, upbringing with how she is trying to, you know, save this, this young uh, female. Um, it is a hero's journey. Um, it is a road adventure. Um, don't really know where they're going now. Because uh, I guess the the uh, the little girl was telling her to go away from the wall, so which is interesting because because at the wall in Siege there is supposed to be this huge attack, so or Im imminent the fall of the wall. So did this little girl know about that or something? Which comes from Siege. So two books working together because they're under the same event for the first time. Books in tandem. Correct. Books in tandem. Um, I love Kev Walker's art. Yes. I've always loved his art. He was great in Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. He is oh. fantastic in this. I love that Deadpool's there. <laughs> and love the way it. they use Deadpool. Very love smart the way Cy Spurrier used him. Loved the way they used Deadpool. Ugh, such such a really good book. That I at first I wasn't gonna pick it up. I reason I the reason I honestly picked it up was because of Kev Walker. I, I thought I told you to read it. Nope. I picked it up because of Kev Walker. I'm uh, a, I'm a huge Kev Walker fan. And so I picked it up and I started reading and I was like, Wow, this is actually a really good story. And I love the humor when Mystique's yep. like 
uh, I want the girl meat back. And Eliza's like, girl? And the little girl's like, you never asked. Yeah. And I, I just, I like seeing, like, I the, I don't really know that much about the character of Eliza Bloodstone. I mean, you read Next Wave. Yeah. The only thing I know about her is Next Wave. And she was an ass kicker in that, uh, which it has been redone. You know, it, it's been re um published so if you guys want to buy it you should buy it because it's an amazing story but anyway that's a side note um yeah i didn't really know anything about her or the bloodstone but after reading this i really want to know more about her and i agree with rich if this if this creative team can do something with with this character i will definitely read it definitely 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 read it because it was just i believe that it was that good yep um another book that i enjoyed was uh old man logan's tour of battle world oh, the tour continues a tour of battle world. where does he go this time he's in the deadlands Ooh. and he is the whole issue is just him killing stuff and then a small somber note with uh with a uh, she hulk what she hulk where what she hulk is so that from i think it's the one from a force because remember it's just told so in the last issue of a force she was banished to the wall. Remember, she's on the run. The Thors came in A-Force. Did you read that issue? I did. So I think this is told a little later, and I mm. I still think I think it might be her. All righty. So Old Man Logan, uh, issue four, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by uh, Andrea uh, Sorrentino. Uh, color is uh, Marcelo Mialo. Um, letter is VCs Corey Pettit and the cover artist is Sorrentino and uh, Molly Miolo. Thank you. And the uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like I guess he does his. Oh, he does. Okay, the color art because there's no inks. That's interesting. Yeah, he does it all. No, he must. Yeah, he must ink his own work and then and then it's all colored over it. As soon as you open the interesting first page, colors, bam, like two page spread broken up into two, four, six. Into seven panels sideways, four panels down. Just beautiful. Beautiful artwork. He's counting. Yeah, 28 panels. <laughs> <laughs> but that continues. So this whole issue, he uses panel layouts in the most interesting ways to tell the story. And... We're going to talk about this issue, and then I want to talk about ES for Extinction and tell you my complaint about the both of them. So continue your uh, no, go ahead. your review. Well, no, it's just um, some people in the. Uh, so we started talking about um, we started talking about uh, Secret Wars and Marvel, and, and Frank started uh, <laughs> chiming in. So Frank asks, did did not understand how Wolverine fought off zombie bites since the Wolverine in the original series did succumb. Um, well, Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, in the book, um, references the fact that he has his healing factor. I thought his healing factor wasn't working because he's old man Logan. And in that older story, his healing factor was not working as well. But in this, it does. In this, it does, that's, I guess. I think that's the thing about these books is they can change things up from the original story. Yeah, because and I guess one of them. Yeah, and I guess because they're not, maybe they're not faithful. Um, full versions of the ones that were written because these are what doom did but again that's that's us inferring what we want to believe i don't know if that's true or not but yeah uh jennifer walters makes a makes a uh, a comment that he's you know like has that healing factor and it's really cool and stuff like that and you she's know, really hungry <laughs> yes i was about to say reading this i got hungry i'm like oh my god i want a ho-ho now 
that's a food reference that she references one of them. She talks about food for like three or four pages. Yeah, so so Frank clarified. He said, I'm into the original uh, Marvel zombies, uh, original Marvel zombies, and how he succumbed. I don't know. Maybe they just tore him apart, and that's why. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, maybe they just ate him. Who Here knows? This, this this could be He's a different. Determined this Logan. could be a different version of Logan. This yep. could be like his 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 healing factor is old too. So it's like it's one of those old things where where um, viruses just can't affect him anymore. But regardless, yeah. So Wolverine ends up in the Deadlands. He fights zombies for most of the issue, and then uh, Jennifer Walters, She Hulk, shows up. And then throws him into another area, basically. That's the issue. That's pretty much the issue. But it was uh, gorgeous to look at. It was really good. To, I, that was the thing. I was just like, there's just a lot of killing going on, a lot of blood everywhere. Yep. And I re- see that's the thing. Like you have to really be uh, familiar with uh, with uh, Sorrentino's art because he does a lot of this negative space type of um, and full color panels to show um, emotions and. Um, uh, excitements and, and various different things. So it's it's very interesting to to read it and to see what's going like 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 when the venom when the venom symbiote's trying to eat him and he's just like slashing him up and stuff. It's just a really good issue. Um, it's just very visually stunning to look at. Again, not a lot of stuff happens. Wolverine does get thrown you know into another area, and I think Jennifer or She Hulk dies. I'm not really sure. She falls back. So, oh, that's no, it looks like Sauron ate her. It looks like the flying zo- um, zombie Sauron ate her. Wow, Frank is not buying it. He says he, he feels that it's just uh, just Bendez ignoring facts. Who knows? Facts are facts are are made to be broken. I guess I don't know, Rich. Come on. So, so the next comic we're going to talk about is uh, E for Extinction, um, and it's another, of course, Marvel. Um, uh, Secret Wars title. Um, it is about the X-Men, or, or a variation of the X-Men. And it's referencing the E is for Extinction line that Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely did when Morris, um, yeah, when Morrison was writing the book. That's the story that it's taken from. It's very heavy in um, Grant Morrison's ideas of Sublime and Cassandra <laughs> Nova. Very heavy. I was not expecting that. And the that. White Beast. And... Kid Omega and No Girl. This is this is like uh. So let's get to the writer. It's like a love letter to that Grant Morrison. This is exactly a love letter. But I gotta find out who wrote it and all that. Um, written by Chris Burnham and Dennis Culver. Art by Ramon Villa Lobos. Colors by Ian Herring. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. So. It's X Men versus X Men versus Beast. It seems that's what this whole thing. Well, no, has they been. work together. Then they work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Beast, when the Beast Men, the Beast Eye, the Beast Eye. See, I don't remember <laughs> them from the original. Uh, I think this is the take on this. So in this book, this is going to be the twist: is that uh, all the different beasts? Because the the main White Beast is taken from that was the future. With Sublime. That was the last oh, book. Oh, I forgot about yeah. him. So that was the beast oh, at the end. So from, the, um, like, Make Way for Tomorrow, the, the last, the very last, the very book last story. It, where okay. it went to the future. Yes, and then Sublime. Oh, okay, I get it now. I remember. So that's I remember. what I mean. This really is like taking, like, Grant Morrison's work and saying, we love you, this is what we're doing. <laughs> it really is a love letter. And the fact that Sublime has taken over all these beasts... 
really, it's kind of frightening when they attack because now think about it. You're fighting and you're gonna, you really have to defend yourself from someone you thought was your friend who's been taken over. Yep. It would be like when you come at me and I have to kill you because you were taken over by Sublime. Or Gene Gilmet. Or Gene Gilmet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, it is an interesting story. I liked uh, the battles drawn. The battle lines are drawn. Beasts from all different versions of beasts are attacking, and they want the phoenix egg. And then uh, it cracks at the end. Not going to spoil what happens, but, but again, it's taken from. It's taken from that Grant Morrison. Yeah. Um, but with a twist, a new twist. Oh yeah, and then and then someone uh, someone uh, we weren't expecting shows back up. Yep. So to me, my X Men. Yes, that was interesting. I was not expecting that either. But so there's a lot I, of weird shit going on in this book. There, yes, there is. Um, so I just want to talk about the art. So Jose, you say his name better than I do. Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos does a great job, not only emulating Frank Whiteley's style, but adding his own twist to it. Correct. And some of these images are gorgeous, and the page layouts are really well done. Um, there's a page with Emma, and the it's the new six in one. And I think what a great page. Yeah, that was I really like that splash page. It it's there, and then the one where you take the two the to the faces, and it, it talks all about who Sublime is. Now, Sublime, when you read the original ones, was confusing as hell. But I think that uh, they do a good job of. Boiling it down to exactly what Sublime was and how they could defeat him. My complaint, and I have to be objective with these books because it's what we do. So when you read Old Man Logan and the way Sorrentino lays out his panel work and the color work and the line work, then when you look at what Villalobos Lobos does, Villalobos the pretty much this issue has zero backgrounds and it's very distracting because it just feels like these forms are floating in a colored background and it, there's no weight to it. So the story's really strong and these images are really strong, but there's no weight to the story because is it in space? Is it in the desert? Is it on the moon? Well, there's no. no context. No. And I think that takes away from it where you could say, well, Rich, Old Man Logan doesn't have backgrounds. But it does. They're textured backgrounds to go with what's in front of it. Whereas Villa Lobos, I just feel it's a little unfinished. There, some of the pages are great. I don't want to say I don't like it. You like the, and you like the overall art. I do. I know? really like the overall art. I love how he, how he draws some of these people. But it just like there are no pan, there are no backgrounds at all in this issue, and it just kind of bugged me. That, that's my only little negative. I still think it's a great series. I'm actually loving this retro throwback to a story that, you know, uh, I really liked Morrison's X-Men. As confusing as it was at times, I really liked it. I think, yeah, I think in retrospect, a lot of people did not like uh, retrospect. A lot of people thought it was cool and clever at the time, but I guess a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. You know, I go into the geek chat and let us know. Did you like Grant Morrison's run on um? On uh, X Men, I mean, because it's over, it's almost fourteen years ago when he, uh, when he did his arc, uh, when he did his arc, you know. So I wonder, like, do people have fond memories of that arc or, or anything like that? Because I, I just remember it being really, really touted. It's just like the second coming, Grant Morrison's finally writing X Men, <sighs> and I was just like, okay. So I bought the hype, I bought those issues, and I, I read them all. But I liked a lot of it. I liked a lot of it. 
Still uh, a little freaked out about the whole Emma thing, but whatever. <laughs> so what do we got next, Rich? Uh, what do you want to do? Do you have any more Marvel? Uh, I know you do. So I just want to I just want to say on a side note that this week's Captain or last week's Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, I'm actually really enjoying this book. Um, I you hear that everybody? I don't enjoy things I, are flying somewhere. <laughs> did not enjoy the first two volumes of Captain Marvel at all. Thought it was just not her. And reading this, it's by uh, Kelly Sudeconic and Kelly Thomas. She also writes Gem, which is amazing. The artist is David Lopez. I love his art. The colorist is Lee Lowridge. Letter is VCs Joe Carmanga. Um, she knows something's up. Carol Danvers has figured out something is wrong with this world. And now she is ready to basically, you know, do blasphemy and try to figure out what's going on. It's been good three issues so far, you know? They find, uh, who's the guy? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't read this book. I think it's Brody. They find. Why mm. don't you read it? I'm not I didn't enjoy the Captain Marvel exactly. series Exactly. No, no, no. Actually, we're thinking about it. was like I read the first arc of, of the original Captain Marvel, and I just was like, eh. Like they put her in space. I'm like, eh. Just, just didn't just film like. I mean, that's sad, though, because I really like the artist. Yeah, just, it's James Brody that they find. Um. This has been pretty good. This has been pretty good. Uh, it's one of those, you know, little books that. I just think the one thing that I'm really that I'm really kind of concerned about is these um, these secret wars, uh, battle world or whatever you know, independent stories. They're starting to come to a close. Yeah, you know, and with the delays of these books, I'm really kind of just concerned about. If people are really going to care what well, people are going to care, but uh, is the majority going to care? Because isn't it now that the end of Secret Wars is going to be going congruently with the launch of the new series? Yes. The the new number ones of the new yes. all new, all different Marvel. Yes. Uh, I don't know. That's so I was livid when they posted that. Mm. And we're going to talk more about that in the point five because I got a lot to say about it. Lot, but we're reviewing comics now. Yes, and so we're gonna move along to the indies because we had we gotta gotta give some love to this book. Gotta get some love to to the indies. So one of the books that we we liked is, and I'm gonna say it. It it is Zodiac Star Force. Okay, I wish we could do it in a way like it's a Saturday morning cartoon or like a um like uh, an anime. Yeah. Like, do 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 do. For like a little Zodiac sound. Star Force. You know, because this book is straight up. A Saturday morning cartoon. It was, but but the book was not what I expected it to be. Mm-mm. Like it wasn't. So That's Zodiac good. Star Force, yep. uh, number one from Dark Horse Comics, three ninety nine. The script is written. Well, it's written by uh, Kevin uh, Panetta. The art and lettering is by Paulina Gancho. Uh, color assist by Savannah. Ganucho. Ganucho. Uh, and cover by Margaret uh, Savage. Savage. Marguerite you. Savage. Marguerite Savage. It's basically like uh, every incarnation of the Power Rangers meets Buffy, meets uh, Gem, meets, meets uh, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Uh, visionaries from way back in the 80s. With yeah. The, it, it's, it's a crazy book about four kids kick-ass girls well five actually five who have super powered armor they're gifted 
and they're all zodiac signs. But what's different is this takes place after their greatest battle yep. and they have disbanded. What? Yep. I was not expecting yep. that. The the writer wow. says origin stories are over. We're going to put you in the middle of this and let you go. And they really did because I was just like, what? You know, I was just like, I I was the, the, the villain is already dead. What? You know, they're they're trying to uh get the band back together what I, it was just weird you know it really was weird um so the main character gets attacked the leader gets attacked they're all in high they're, they're on college leader gets attacked by a monster and then one of them no they're in high school they're in high school they were in, in high school oh they're in high school sorry but they were in college because like why would this study the hall be open at night anyway anyway uh leader gets attacked Calls forth her star power, her zodiac powers, fights the beast. Another character uh, shows up, tomboyish. Um, Taurus. Taurus shows up, wants to get the band back together. Roar! You know, um, and then much, and they go to a party. And they go to a party. And they which, go to a party. Um, butt farts. I mean, I, I just, are I, you sure? <laughs> they, this looks like college I to me. I know. Are you sure they're in high school? Well, it says in the very first thing high school, but unless she's just in the high school. I don't know. And then Maybe and she's in college. What was weird drinking. though? Did you notice though? Is like she left her books at the study place. Yeah. When she left, I was like, go back and get your stuff, girl. Anyway. No, she's got to fight the monster. <laughs> it, and then it very bright the colors. Shadow people. Very bright colors. It is. It is like a. It is sort of like a. Uh, uh, Western anime style or a Western manga style, which is great. I'm a huge fan of it, but you can definitely tell that this is highly influenced by um, Sailor Moon. By Sailor Moon, yeah. and and that's not a bad thing. This is really good. There's a lot of panel work. There's a lot of uh, sequential art and dialogue. It just there's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm glad that I didn't read what the what the writer said first about it being like you know origin stories are over. We're gonna like just throw you right in. Because had I known that, I think my um, interpretation or my enjoyment would have been a lot different because there was an element of um, mystery and surprise when these things are, are, are unfolded. I think it's very hard for a writer to start from a middle point and go forward and then feel fill in the reader as they go along. Yeah, because having a the, little bit of who doesn't like who and why mm -hmm. and why the one girl didn't want. And that's the thing. Like I, I think it, it makes it makes it for a richer experience and a harder time to write if you um allow your characters to reminisce or or explain themselves or or um kind of live in this moment and then they expound they expand upon their experiences just through conversation. Um, it's just interesting. I, I you know it's it's a very interesting uh, narrative. I'm I like it. I I really liked it. I thought the artwork was was right in my wheelhouse. It's very colorful. It's very um, bright. I love Sailor Moon. So yeah. And then I also want to give a shout out. Um, so there's a pictures. There's pictures in the back. Uh, Pinups. And uh, one of my friends and, and one of my friends, uh, DJ Kirkland, did a, uh, a pinup in the back. So I had two two fantastic reasons why I picked up this <laughs> book. So it's just giving you a, a little shout out, my friend, for that. Yeah, I, I really like this book, too. I got to read it uh, before I ordered it. And I knew that I wanted to order a little more. And I knew that this would be something we'd be reviewing because I really liked it, too. And I, this is something I, again, 
normally if I, if I was as the average comic book reader and I walked into a store and I saw that, I'd be like, nah, nah. but I, I got to read it and I'm glad I did. It was a fun, fun issue. It's a really cute and this is like a really cute pink cover and it's very colorful and it's just very. Oh, my God. There's so much pink through this book. There is a lot of pink. <laughs> there is a lot, a lot, a lot, not a being, lot of pink. That's not being, you know. It's, it's, it's not fun. bad. No. So we're almost out of time. So I just want to give a quick shout out to to one last book. Um, the the second uh, story arc of Ninjak has started. And it is a valiant book. Uh, Ninjak number six, The Shadow Wars, part one. Uh, they have a new artist. And the artist, if you were a fan of... Um, uh, Hawkeye with uh, David Aja, 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 and um, I never, uh, Fraction. Yes, Matt Fraction. Uh, you might like this. It, it it is a very um, it's a very clean style. It's just um, it's just different um than Clay Man. Um, but Ninjak goes on uh goes on the attack against the uh the, the Shadow Seven. Um, who he was trying to infiltrate in the last series. Um, and so we get to see him start. Um, he's on deep undercover and we get to see him take out or begin to take out uh, the shadow seven. Um, really good book. It's uh, art by, sorry, uh, written by Matt Kind, uh, artist by Raul Allen. Um, oh, where'd it go? Oh, crap. Sorry, there it is. Um, with Patricia Martin. Uh, additional colors by uh, Borja uh, Pinado. And th- those are, are a lot of covers. <laughs> but yeah, those are the people who did it. And it is a fantastic book. Um, Valiant, the Valiant Universe is t- has taken off like a rocket. It's a really good um, series of characters. Um, I think they're really struggling hard to not struggling, but they're really trying hard to um make a cohesive continuity and universe. Yep. Um, with their books of the dead, um, which is a crossover event. Uh, sorry, books of death, which is a crossover event that is uh going through all their books right now. Uh, another book that came out was Fall of Ninjak, which was uh set in the future, so it's kind of like a end of days thing that Marvel did a while ago. And that was by the, the, the writer as well, Matt uh, Kent. Thank you. And it was, uh, but the art this time was by Trevor Hersane, which is fantastic. I really, I've always loved his artwork. So it was a pleasure to see him be a part of uh, Valiant. And I want to see more from him. Inks was by Ryan Wynn and the colors by Alan uh, Pasala. And then the letters is by David Lampierre. And that was a book, book of death, fall of Ninjak. And I just want to say real quick, Rumble issue six, fantastic standalone issue if you want to read it. Uh, It's from Image Comics 350. Creators are John Arcudi, James Heron, and Dave Stewart. The reason why you should pick that book up is because if you've read the first series, um, this is a standalone issue that basically talks about what happens after you win Um, and, and, and what happens when people kill when they don't. When they've never killed before, yeah. this this issue is a quiet issue, and it actually talks about like PTSD and yep. and survival guilt and 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 the remorse you feel when you when you kill something, even a monster. 
It is a really good book. Yeah, it's a really good really issue. good book. It is a standalone issue. I really think that you guys should definitely, definitely uh, pick it up. The 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 number one is out for Rumble is out, and you should pick it up. So on that note, we are out of here. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you, Des. Thank you, uh, listeners. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We love you as always, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Peak shot. Peak shot. Peak shot. Peak shot.